The Forum at 8 on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's eight minutes past eight. Welcome to the forum at eight here on SFM 104-2107. I'm taking your calls right away. This is an open line, so whatever is on your mind, but try and confine it to the IEC, the Independent Electoral Commission, and also try and confine it to the issues of gas service delivery, but importantly, the elections themselves, the local government elections coming through round about August or thereabout. So we are in conversation right now with the IEC Deputy Chief Electoral Officer, Saima Mabolo, who's here in studio with me because the IEC is urging South Africans to come out and register in their numbers for the upcoming local government elections. The second and final registration weekend for the 2016 municipal elections is on the 9th and 10th of April 2016. But people, of course, can visit IEC offices to register. Municipal elections are held every five years to elect councillors who will be responsible for governing a municipality or rather municipality for the next five years, ensuring services that uh, impact uh, the daily lives of citizens in their areas. Water, electricity, sanitation and so on. Good morning, Mr. Saima Mabolo. Good morning and uh, thank you for having me. All right, at home, at work, wherever you are, in your car, 0891-104-208, straight away, uh, just make that call, SMS 3471, I'll be reading your SMSs, because this is an open line, at AM Live on SAFM, or Facebook, AM Live on uh, SAFM as well. All right, uh, Mr. Mabolo, the elections will be coming through, they're supposed to take place uh, inside a particular period uh, from the end of uh, the current uh, term, but uh, just uh, by the way of uh, under Understanding how far, where are you as the IEC in terms of preparations? Well, the, um, what commences the um, NS preparations for elections is the final handover of votes um, by the Municipal Demarcation Board. Uh, the board completed that process in December. So final votes were handed uh, to the Electoral Commission at that point. The second aspect of the preparation is the registration of voters. As we are all aware, on the 5th and 6th of March, we had our first registration weekend. And the Electoral Commission is pleased that uh, over 3 million South Africans took advantage of that opportunity. They came to register those that were registering for the first time. Others came to update their details. Um, and we now also are planning and are pushing very hard uh, for the second registration weekend, which is scheduled on the 9th and 10th of April, where we will open over 22,000 uh, registration stations uh, across the country. It is the final opportunity where stations will be open, so we urge all South Africans uh, to come to give us um, they are address details, and for those that are still not registered, uh, to take advantage uh, of that opportunity uh, to register. Lastly, a crucial element of the preparation is the legislative framework. Now, the um, the president has assented to the uh, local government municipal electoral amendment bill one of 2016. The import of this um, act now is that it um, it gives impetus to the preparations because an election must happen on the basis of defined law. So uh, to the extent that this law has now been passed, it creates certainty 
certainly for political parties, but as well for the Electoral Commission as the administrator of the electoral process. All right. In conversation with Sai Mamabolo, who is uh, the uh, IEC Deputy Chief Electoral Officer, and I'm taking your calls right away because this is an an open discussion, really, and uh, we will be touching on the issues, for instance, like uh, Clark, where the court declaring that the IEC should obtain sufficient uh, sufficient uh, particularity of uh, the voters' addresses uh, to enable uh, it to ensure that the voter is at uh, the time of registration ordinarily resident in that voting district. We will talk about that but uh, like i said it's an open discussion colisile from uh, uh, val good morning from the val bank uh, hello mr mamabulo hello sir yeah um uh, regarding the the, the date do, do do you think you'll be uh, you'll be able to 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 give all all the uh, 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 all the electorates the, the the addresses by then. Oh, okay. We, all right, Colisile, uh, thank you very much for the call. We will uh, get uh, an answer for, for that. It's a discussion that we're having. Uh, Dave, you are in Johannesburg. Good morning. Uh, thank you. I'm actually in Durban. Yeah, anyway, okay. um, right. I just want to, you know, I just want to raise some really, really alarming issues that I think uh, my know the society or the country as a whole are uh, turning a blind, a blind eye to. Firstly, I might think I'm, uh, the much talked about you not know, striking in Johannesburg by the picket up workers. Sure. I think it's high time that I you know government takes back uh, my, you know, its, its place in society. Jobs like these are supposed to be done by the government. And when they outsource and these things are happening, they just need to come back and you know, employ people who appreciate and really, really do things. And when it comes to vandalism that is happening through strikes, we have seen, you know, the fees must fall, investors being burned and stuff. I think, you know, for me, um, um, Bongi, we, we've all gone to school. If someone burns a school, for me, that's like it must be treated as a crime against the nation. And it must be treated like treason. Because what you're doing is you're destroying property that is going to generate, I mean, that is going um, um, uh, like to be, be used by generations to come. That's a country work. So if we are seeing students burning investors and nothing happens to them, that is murder, you know, and people cannot get away with murder because at the end of the day, yes, there is a right to, to demonstrate, there is a right to strike, but there is no right to vandalize property. That's a criminal act. So really, really, government needs to come back. Let's put politics aside. Let's deal with matters that are, 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 like, are like laid out by the Constitution there are criminal acts and there are things that are clearly identified or defined as criminal acts. Those should be duly punished. Okay. Whether black, white, student or honor student, when they're involved in criminal acts, let's punish those. Thanks, Dave Teguini. Uh, Desmond Doty, I'll come to you just now. But Kolani uh, in Tlokwe, you are on the line. Uh, go ahead, uh, Mr. Mamabulo is here. Okay, Mr. Mamabulo, you know, yeah, in Tlokwe, it's Sarafina, ne? Yes. An eight-year-old is on the registered vote, voters' rolls. Then when you ask Dr. Chiba about that, she showed a sign of arrogance, not allowing us to talk, telling us that it's not their problem, they would fix it. Now we understand why the IEC doesn't want people to come if they, what call it, the proof of address. There's also the other guy, Mr. Mukwena, in Porsche. You know, you went to Dr. Chiba to say, when I send this SMS, my ID number to the SMS, it tells me that I'm staying at a certain place, yet I'm not staying there. I'm here to correct it. 
again, Dr. Tiba, as arrogant as he is, she told the guy, no, you can go to hell. It doesn't help. Now I want to say, now, we know that that, that is why you, you, you want to fight back to court to say, the court must clarify what is going on with the address. It is simple. People, they must bring the proof of address. If you are staying at the, at the backyard of certain person, you must bring the proof of it. It has been done. It, I've, you know, I'm not saying in Porsche. I, I came from Eastern Cape, but I've got a proof of address in Porsche. Because I've done that, you know, you go say, look, this is my landlord. I'm saying this address, here's the proof of it. Okay. That's it. Kolani Ntlokwe, thank you very much. Desmond, Eman Zimtoti, good morning. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm Tobela Mamabolo. Tobela. Yeah. 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 He got it, Des. Yeah. Actually, I'm prepared. Well, actually, we appreciate the the addresses, but because we know we cannot cover this program, as we are now, before the election, because you know that those rural areas, or those um, areas have been given uh, Olmsted numbers, but at this point in time, we must have some laxity regarding this, the addresses for the people in, in, in deep rural areas, hmm. so that people could actually be allowed to vote. Okay. Mr. Mamabulo, I think, uh, I don't say I'm against uh, the adherence to the to the to this kind of uh, address article, uh, but I feel that we must now uh, uh, give some laxity to this uh, address program. All right, thank you very much, Desmond uh, Emanzimtoti. Andy in Virginia, Free State. Go ahead. Good uh, day, Sure. I wanted to ask. I mean, if uh, what it will do. I mean, uh, to try to stop the people who are disrupting the. There is the, there is the registration processes. I mean, uh, for example, during the, I mean, you you you've, you've seen. I mean, during the registration process that uh, people are protesting. I mean, what the IAC will do to try to stop those people? I mean, because really that they are I mean uh, disrupting other people. I mean. All right. Thanks, Andil and Virginia. For now, Lorraine, you're my last caller uh, from Morningside, Durban. Go ahead. And the other gentleman on the panel, good morning, can sure. you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud. Hi, good morning to you and your panel and the listeners. Uh, I know you said this morning's talk is uh, confined primarily to the IEC elections, sure. but what I would like to suggest is in the week you had the Secretary General of the ANC, Mr. Gwede Mantasha, on yes, the show, sure. and he said something very interesting about South Africans do have the power to elect a president of choice. doesn't matter which party they come from. I don't want to quote him out of context, but if that is what he said, then I was absolutely bowled over. So can we please in the future have opposition parties and the ANC on board to debate this issue because that would be such a tremendous uh, move for South African electorate. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you very much, Lorraine, in Durban. Mr. Mamabulu, quite a lot to go through, but I guess the issue of addresses, the Electoral Court ordering uh, the IEC to postpone the, the, the poll in Tlokwe, and uh, because the main issue there was uh, the issue of addresses. Perhaps uh, if you can just touch on that uh, broadly and then come straight to, to the questions raised by our listeners. Okay. No, thank you. The the electoral court uh, made a determination uh, on the 23rd uh, of February that the uh, an absence of an address on the voters' roll vitiates uh, that address. In other words, 
um, it leads to the impression that that person who has no address has been irregularly registered. Yes. We think that um, it's a very uh, incorrect uh, determination. And we say this with uh, all due respect to the court because we believe that the electoral court um, occupies an important space in terms of the whole electoral architecture for our country. Um, We believe that uh, the constitutional court had already made the point that an absence of an address does not uh, amount uh, to an irregularity. Rather, uh, we need to be sure that uh, the person who we saw register is registered in the voting district in which they live. Mm. And for that purpose, um, we have um, introduced, following the Constitutional Court uh, decision, an affirmation statement where a person gives us descriptive details of where they live in instances where they don't have uh, a conventional address. Mm. On that basis, we are able to make a determination whether they are applying to be registered in the correct voting uh, station or not. That, in our view, is the uh, position that has been adopted uh, by, by, by the Constitutional Court. But but just just on that, I mean, uh, uh, some people making a very loose statement, but I think it's very significant that, for instance, if you want to open a bank account, if you want to uh, open a cell phone account and so on, so on, you need to provide some kind of uh, proof of, uh, of residence, for instance, some kind of proof of address uh, that is compulsory. Why is it not, uh, you know, why is the IC not making that compulsory? Because then it tells us which district you're from, which uh, locality you come from. There are two things that I think we've got to distinguish. Yeah. The right to vote, it's a, it's, a, it's a constitutional right. It arises purely because you are a citizen. Yes. Now, ownership of a cell phone, for instance, is not, you can't equate that to a political right of that significance, mindful of our history of political, uh, political exclusion. So uh, the Constitution grants citizens the right to participate, to shape the political processes of the country, and so on and so on and so on. So we must not circumscribe that right uh, by demanding um, things that are, are, are not innate to the right. Mm. Uh, in other words, uh, things such as uh, a, a municipal account, for instance, mm. um, uh, and so on and so on. What is important is that we need to ensure that persons do register within the voting districts in which they live. The Constitutional Court has granted us guidance in that respect that you must provide an address if you have it. In instances you don't, then give us sufficient particulars of where you live. And to that extent, there is a an affirmation statement that people would have to uh, would have to complete but you know further down the line why it, it, it's it's important also to to know where people come from because these are local government elections that's where service delivery uh, is at that is where it's housed for instance for planning purposes i think talking about democracy and going further because further down the line people start uh, you know uh, uh, disrupting services and saying they're not getting services and so on and so on because all of a sudden there are 3000 extra people who did not say they were residing there when they were voting. They said they were residing elsewhere. But now when it's time to allocate services based on the figures that come forth, then there's a, there's a, the figures don't balance. 
so I guess also it's just beyond the constitutional right, but also now going forward, another constitutional right, which is the provision of services. Certainly. And uh, remember, the uh, state SA is the custodian of all statistics in the, in, in the country. So, and they do um, uh, a census after um, a particular period, and they have a midterm uh, survey as well. So they provide government with statistical information about where do South Africans live, mm. how many of them in a particular squ- square area, and, um, and so on and so on. That government then must use for 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 uh, service delivery purposes and so on. As regards uh, elections, the critical and overriding uh, consideration is that you must register in the voting district in which you live, and for that purpose, you provide an address. If you don't, then provide details sufficient enough to enable our officials to determine where you need to be registered. All right, so do you want to answer uh, those, uh, some of the questions that were raised by our listeners, Mr. Mamabulu? Uh, the first question related to, it linked the date of election with, um, with addresses. Uh, the commitment of the Electoral Commission at the moment is that this election must happen within the constitutional time frame and the outer possible date in terms of that um, uh, position is the 16th um, of, 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 of August. We are continuing uh, consultations with uh, the Minister of COCTA, being the uh, person who holds the statutory responsibility for the uh, determination and the proclamation of the date. So those engagements are ongoing. We believe that um, he'll be in a position to issue an announcement at least um, in due course. Um, then there was Kolani who called from um, Clockway itself, Clockway, yes. yes, saying that in in Sarafina there's an eight-year-old on the on, on the voters roll. If it's at all possible, I would like to have the uh, the relevant ID number so that um, so that we can we can cause that to be um, um, to be investigated. It's in my view highly uh, unlikely, but let's look at it mm. Uh, mm. in terms of um, of detail. The issue of the 32810, if you, you, we don't have your um, address details, when you send your ID number to 32810, uh, it will indicate that there is no um, address on record and it will request you to then visit your stations on the, on the, eighth, uh, sorry, on the 9th and 10th um, of April. Desmond... Um, um, uh, raises the issue of addresses in the context of rural uh, villages. It is difficult because we know that um, there are uh, rural places in our country which don't have conventional addresses. However, we um, we will be putting on the voters' roll uh, the addresses that rural persons have. We know that States SA has been distributing some addresses in rural villages and so on. So those will be used for purposes of the voters' role as well. And then Andy Le raises the issue of the um, disruption of the registration process. Sure. Two things there, I think, um, um, must be mentioned. Firstly, that we prefer to have a, a an, an engagement with the affected communities so that they can allow us uh, the opportunity to register voters. Because... 
if they don't allow people to register, the people just cannot participate in the election, even when the matter is subsequently resolved. So it's important that people enlist themselves on the roll and try to deal uh, with the problem uh, whilst they are on the on the voters' roll. Secondly, to the extent that um, this matters uh, border on criminal activity, the uh, security services of our country uh, we are working closely with. Uh, we have joint planning sessions and so on. So we'll be looking at those situations and planning to um, ensure less uh, disruption when the second registration opportunity comes. 891 eight. I'm taking a calls right now. We're talking to Sai Mamabulo, who is uh, the uh, Deputy Chief Electoral Officer at the IEC. Well, we're calling it open line in the sense that really we're not going to, uh, you know, prescribe to him what to uh, respond to, but we give you an opportunity to ask him because he's here in the studio and I guess we'll be talking to him right up to the elections. Uh, they must happen before the 16th of uh, August uh, 2016. We have a gogo of 99 years old. She can't go to check herself. When uh, is IC visiting such special gogos at homes? That's a Brian Kumalo in Peter Maritzbeck. Do you want to respond to that? Yes, Brian. Um, well, th- there are a few uh, options that uh, uh, ca- that can be exercised. Firstly, we can you can check gogo for um, uh, you can check gogo through uh, phoning 0800 11 8000. That's our contact sector number, 0800 If Gogo is not registered, um, we can apply for him. Um, there's an REC2 application form that you need to fill and take to the local office of the IC. And um, there's a team that will go to take the registration of Gogo. So those are the options that are available. All right, uh, it's uh, almost half past right now, but when we come back, I would like for us to talk some more about uh, the Demarcations uh, Board uh, decision to separate municipalities and consolidate and so on and so on, because uh, some people, especially in uh, Limbopo, for instance, are not too happy about that. Uh, We would like to discuss that uh, some more. All right, uh, we are in conversation with uh, the IEC Deputy Chief Electoral Officer here in Studio Sai Mamabulu. Please, uh, your calls 0891 and your SMS is 34701. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. Voters have uh, the right to participate in free and fair elections. All voters have the right to vote for the party or candidate of their choice in a safe environment. No one may force or offer rewards for a voter to vote a specific way or stop them from voting. Just some of the rights that uh, uh, are there. So we'll be coming back and asking uh, frequently asked questions uh, to uh, Mr. Simon Mabolo of uh, the IEC. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. 24 to 9, uh, welcome back. The IC Deputy Chief Electoral Officer in studio with me, Sai Mamabolo. Thank you very much for that. Just a couple of questions coming through on the uh, on Twitter here. Mtunzi Mamgeli, can a mentally disabled person have a right to vote even if he or she doesn't know what is or is he or she doing? That's the first question. The second question, 
Uh, well, the IEC is not a question, I guess. The IEC must be ready for contest of municipal elections outcomes to be challenged in court by opposition, says uh, Jacques Cupido there. And uh, this one uh, says, uh, what will happen if a concord rejects the request for declaratory order? Those are the three quick questions that are coming through before we go to the frequently asked questions. Uh, the a person who um, has been declared to be uh, of of unsound mind by by a high court uh, uh, may not be registered. However, I must point out that uh, there's been a lot of uh, developments in this area, and this is part of uh, our our statute that we need to uh, to revisit. Um, in fact, we've been engaged with Ubuntu Center, mm. which is an um, interest um, group of persons uh, uh, who, who have uh, psychosocial uh, disabilities. They think that um, our provision is currently archaic, and um, as an electoral uh, body, we are willing to relook at that so that uh, we have a very progressive provision that accommodates um, uh, people who may have uh, psychosocial disabilities, mindful that it is a wide range of ailments uh, within there, um, but, but that process um, is continuing. The issue of um, legal challenges um, uh, is important. I think uh, uh, legal reviews are part of our judicial uh, judicial system. However, it is important that um, we obtain clarity from the Constitutional Court precisely to ensure that everybody understands what the position is with respect to possession of addresses and so on. Sure. The, the last question was? Uh, the, uh, what will happen if uh, the Concord rejects the request for declaratory order? Um, Obviously, the Electoral Commission is not sitting on its laurel um, anticipating the court decision. We've started working uh, with a number of uh, state agencies, including government departments and states, I say, uh, to try to get as many addresses of people as is possible. So that process is currently unfolding. All right. The disputed demarcated municipalities, how are you dealing with that as the IEC? Because you'll find, for instance, in Limpopo, quite a number of uh, those, uh, which is why we saw during the registration weekend, your members barred from uh, uh, operating there. And in other parts, in Mandeni, for instance, in Guazunatal, we found a similar situation. So how are you dealing with that as the IEC? Well, the... The demarcation of municipalities as well as wards, it's a matter that is within the statutory purview of the, of the demarcation board. So we are liaising with the board. We are bringing these matters um, uh, to their attention. And we hope that there will be uh, engagement uh, and some political accommodation that is fined uh, with those communities before the second registration weekend. Uh, we can't uh, go outside of our mandate um, to interfere with the work that the board has to do. All right, let's talk about independent candidates right now. You know, who, how does a person stand as an independent candidate and uh, the process of nomination, when and how does it start? And, uh, and of course, when to submit nominations? Um, the Once the elections are legally proclaimed, the IEC will issue a election timetable in terms of which... Uh, there'll be um, certain dates on which certain electoral activities must happen. Among them will be the date for for nominations. 
Um, so that will be widely publicized so that everybody who has an interest um, is aware as to when the deadlines are. But independent candidates, obviously, they need to be nominated by a person who's registered uh, in that ward. And there has to be 50 names of persons who are registered in the ward in question who support um, your nomination. You also need to provide your um, a passport size photo together with your with your nomination documents as well as um, the payment of a of a pre- prescribed deposit those uh, prescribed deposits are yet to be finalized by the commission but um, a good figure to work on was a thousand rent uh, 1,000 rents, which was prescribed for the 2011 municipal elections. All right, so let's clarify this, uh, Mr. Mamabolo. So if if I am in Johannesburg, I reside in Johannesburg, I'm registered here, but uh, I'm traveling and I'm in Cape Town. Can I vote in Cape Town? Not in in a local government election, certainly yes. in, a, in a national and provincial election. And the reason for that is... Um, in a local government election, there's a ward election um, uh, that, that, that is taking place. So your vote must be counted in the ward in which um, uh, you reside. There will be special votes. Yes. You can apply for a special vote and um, cast your special vote before election day. But still, that would have to happen at the voting station where you are registered and not anywhere else in the country. That is possible for national elections and not possible for municipal elections. All right, let's go to the lines right now and we go to Middleburg and uh, Mantla King is on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, I'm Mantla King. Yes. From we, have, we, have, we had a problem on the first registration weekend because we got the maps from the demarcation board very late on, then I say I'm not sure. But then there is a section which is very big, and the voting station is so far. People are fighting that they are not going to go to that voting station, and we think we are going to have a problem during elections. So I want to know whether is it is there anything? I know the, the all the processes are closed, but because of that challenge, because it's a very serious challenge, we are going to have to transport people and we don't have money. So we want to know how can IEC assist us because the voting station is very far from the people. Okay, we got because you. Because of the demarcation and there was a, a misunderstanding. I think even the IEC were not even sure of that demarcation. All and right. the, the, in fact, we have a high school where it could have been a voting station. But because of that confusion... It's not a voting station. The voting station is windows still very far from, from the majority of the people. Well, that voting station is fine, but we needed at least maybe two extra because majority of people are on the other side of that voting station. I got you. Matla King, thank you very much in Middleburg. Jonathan in Peter Maritzburg. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, there's just one thing. Is is a water bill or an electricity bill acceptable to give to your labor if they're staying on the property? Uh, for, for So that they can they can go and register? Yes, yes. All right. You'll get, uh, you'll get an answer to that, Jonathan. Was that, okay, it, and was then, that all? Okay, and, go ahead. Yeah, and then secondly, I'm very, very glad that now we've got to have, that the IEC has put this, residents in place because we know from past experience 
is that the ANC does bus people from point to point to get more votes. So we are very happy that the IEC has brought this new requirement in. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Jonathan. Let's start in Middleburg, the voting station too far because of demarcation. Do you want to answer that? Yes, uh, Mantak, and thank you very much for the question. Um, we've got to look at the situation in, in, in very particular terms um, so that we can see whether um, a plan could still be made of providing an additional uh, voting station. I say so mindful of the fact that um, our delimitation processes have closed, but I think the Commission can never turn a blind eye to a situation where there's uh, obvious uh, problems of people uh, getting to voting stations. So I will get in touch with our provincial electoral officer to see um, what solution could be provided to ameliorate the difficulties that appear to be apparent there in Stiftjord. Um, and then, Jonathan, the issue of uh, uh, water and lights um, uh, account, I think they demonstrate, um, uh, the point you make making demonstrate the problem because uh, there, there may be workers who live in, on your property, but in whose name uh, the water and lights account um, is not issued. Um, and to that extent, it means uh, there'll be question marks when they get to, uh, to the voting station. The critical thing is the following. The law demands that we register um, citizens in the voting districts in which they live. In order to do that, such applicants must provide a physical address. However, where no physical address is available or where no um, conventional address is available, the applicant will have to fill in an affirmation statement describing the details of where in the voting district uh, they live. On the basis of those uh, two things, then the IEC will place uh, the applicant in the appropriate um, uh, voting district. Lots and lots of uh, SMSs to go through, but let's go to the line just quickly and talk to Advocate Sipo Mandula. Uh, Advocate, uh, you did uh, research on uh, electoral disputes. Go ahead. Uh, morning, Bonji, and to uh, Mr. Saide. Uh, Bonji, I think it's very important just to say that uh, from the University of South Africa, UNISA, we have worked with the Electoral Commission on scoping and looking at areas, as we have mentioned, the cross-boundary municipal demarcations, the issues that around electioneering, campaign, intimidation, and services. Because what I think it is lacking, Bongi, is that whenever you do research, it's very important to listen to the communities, to have the role of the what committees. But you find that even the role of people when you are doing research, there are challenges of service delivery. That's where governance comes in. And even the issue of electoral education, the civic voter education, should not happen now, Bonji. It should be something that is consistent, continuous. And looking at the budget of IEC as one of the Chapter 9, it's one of the highest uh, uh, funded Chapter 9, even if they might say that, but we, we still need more. But in terms of research, Bonji, there are issues that uh, came out. And I think working with IEC, it is better that we are able to can capacitate communities how to resolve disputes in their own way, because I think research has to not be in a Western methodology only, but we need to apply even African methodologies of community dialogue, talking to communities in their languages, 
understanding their issues, Bongi. And I think that's where the IEC becomes critical when we have the findings and they have to engage with communities beyond the 2016 local government elections, Bongi. So I think it's critical to look at those areas. Electoral security, Bongi, finally, it's one thing that the IEC should avoid doing it with the security cluster only. We should involve communities. Okay. We should not do electoral security plan in the absence of communities. Thank you, Bongi. We thank you very much, Advocate Sipo Mandula. All right, a couple of questions here also on uh, SMS, uh, uh, Mr. Mambulu. Then we start with this one. Can Mr. Mambulu say beyond doubt that uh, top IEC officials, including Mr. Vuma Mashinini, were not appointed at the behest of uh, the Guptas? Uh, You will know also that uh, there was some opposition to his appointment uh, coming from the opposition parties trying to block his appointment. That's the first question. And uh, this one uh, says, I'm staying in Cape Town now. I'm relocating to the Eastern Cape in April. Where do I register to vote? That's uh, the question coming through. Uh, which right is more important than uh, the other? Because a right to vote and a right to a, a proper housing. Uh, why the IEC and the political parties, especially ANC, overemphasize the right to vote? Okay, Let people use same addresses at IEC, the same particulars they use to RICA and uh, banking as well. Somebody also is raising this point, saying that every rural village, homestead, and every informal settlement has a GPS uh, location not difficult to implement. In fact, so many cell phones have the feature uh, the potential voter can give his her exact um, location. Uh, perhaps uh, just uh, one or two of them. Khuzong uh, people in 2005 did not vote. The crowd organized a soccer tournament next to a polling station which lasted the whole day. How will the IEC avoid this? That's pure and KZN. Very important this, uh, Mr. Mamabulo. Yes. Um, look, just the the first question about the uh, uh, senior officials of the of the of the IEC. I just want to make uh, the following point: the any official of the IEC is not able to influence the outcome of an election. Mm. The reason for that is because there are checks and balances. I'll mention a few. In order to vote, a person has to be on the on the voter's roll. At the voting station, the ballot box, before it is used, is opened and shown to all party agents. Party agents have a right in South African law to observe the entire electoral process from the beginning to the end. The result slips are left at the voting station so that the community in that area can see what the outcome of that um, election is at that station. Thirdly, political parties can see immediately a result has been captured on, on our systems. We do provide facilities for them for that purpose. But not only that, once a result has been captured and has been audited, it's available to the IEC at the same time as it is to the media. Mm. Uh, that's how uh, transparent the um, the process is. So given all these checks and balances, um, no one individual um, can, 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 can influence the, uh, the outcome of an election. But, but you do understand the... Uh you know the concerns that are being raised here. Uh, you know, with with the latest uh, developments at uh, the 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 IEC. Well, maybe one or two uh, that have uh, created uh, you know some kind of uh, 
uh, questions about uh, about how the IEC goes about doing uh, conducting its business, uh, you will understand that uh, there will be such concerns. Well, you know, it's good that uh, people are concerned uh, because. Um, it means that they are they are they are they take the interest uh, of democracy at heart and so on. There is nothing untoward um, uh, with it. What is important, though, is that the IC will conduct the forthcoming election in terms in terms of the of the law, and that is what that is the threshold um, the the basis against which we must uh, we must be judged there there is no intention there has never been on the part of the IEC to do an election that is unlawful the election will proceed on the basis of approved uh, laws by, by 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 parliament now the question of where do i vote um, you you can do two things firstly you can phone our contact center and provide them your address. They'll indicate to you which voting station you need to go to um, to register. Or uh, you can go to our website and make that inquiry yourself uh, if you have access to uh, to connectivity. All right. Uh, why are so many addresses been removed from the roll? How would something like this happen? Let's come clean, please. A big problem here in PE. I think it's something that you need to uh, look into. No need to postpone normal elections due to addresses. There is less uh, chances of uh, busing in outsiders except uh, with by-elections. That's Hole in uh, Pretoria uh, there. And uh, this one, let me. there's another one that I wanted to read here. Oh, okay. Have uh, Lesotho nationals who reside in the free state uh, been granted a special privilege by the government and will they take part in the local government election in 2016, asks Msutwana in uh, Bloemfontein. So those three people being removed from the role in, in PE, big problem there. And of course, uh, the, the postponement of the elections uh, if the, 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 you know, the court, the constitutional court rules against you, is there a chance of uh, the 2016 local government elections being uh, postponed and of course the nationals of uh, Lesotho residing in, in the free state yeah, uh, the constitution uh, prescribes that only adult South African citizens may be registered um, uh, to vote so um, the people in question if they are citizens then they will be registered but mm. if they are not um, then they, they will not be registered uh, and I, I think it's important that we distinguish between um, uh, uh, people who have permanent residence against those that are, are citizens. If you have a permanent residence, you are not a citizen. Um, voting is limited to South African, uh, South African citizens. And the issue being raised about persons being removed from the role in, um, in PE. I think we need more details. I'm, I'm, I'm not aware. Uh, we don't um, uh, remove people from the role um, unless a person uh, comes and say, I want to be removed from the role, and they make uh, an affirmation to that extent. All right. So uh, there you have it. Uh, we just uh, in conversation with uh, Mr. Sai Mamabolo here in a studio from uh, the IEC. And uh, we're just asking a few questions, really. So. Now we have uh, about three months or even less uh, before the elections uh, happen. So how ready is the IEC going to these uh, elections? The IEC is um, steaming ahead um, with its preparations. 
this process started about uh, two years ago. Um, so that uh, preparation program is ongoing. Um, it, the, like I indicated at the beginning, the second registration weekend is planned for 9th and 10th of April. That will be the last opportunity where we open voting stations. The Amendment um, Act has been passed now. We are about to issue the amendment regulations and so on and so on. The training of our staff is uh, going ahead. Our logistics are almost complete. So we are quite comfortable with the extent of readiness on our part. The the issue of uh, rural areas where you always have uh, these problems, for instance, if it's raining, it's uh, difficult to reach certain areas. Uh, what kind of uh, logistical plans have you put in, play, in, in place there, uh, you know, if, if you are unable to reach those areas? Because we always uh, come across such complaints. Look, um, we, 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 we plan and we provide for vehicles that are able to traverse those types of um, uh, conditions. But sometimes um, an area has good infrastructure today. Uh, the bridge collapses for one or the other reason and um, uh, you know the facility is not reachable and so on. So... There are contingencies that we will put in place to ensure that we we reach uh, these flat-flung areas um, within reasonable time. All right, uh, so that's where we're going to have to start uh, wrapping. We're talking to Mr. Sai Mamabolo of uh, the IEC, and uh, the elections will happen before the 16th of uh, August uh, 2016. Maybe if I may ask, why, why is that? Why, why the 16th? Before, why, why before the 16th? The, the the 16 is the uh, outermost possible date in terms of the constitution. In other words, um, an election must happen within 90 days of the term expiring. Now, the term expires on the 18th of, um, of, uh, of May uh, this year, and an election must then happen within 90 days. So the 16th of August, it's, it's a calculation of the 90 days from the expiry of the term. So, but... Uh, when are we getting the date? When is the date being proclaimed? Um, that is a matter that, I, as I indicated, that is within the uh, statutory purview of the of the minister at Cogta. Um, he has to um, proclaim the date, having consulted with the commission. I am aware that the consultations are ongoing and are b- about to be finalised. And I hope that in the not too distant future, the minister will be in a position to give the country that date. No chance of uh, the local government elections 2016 being postponed because of the challenges, because of the constitutional court issue. The electoral commission is committed to having these elections within the constitutional time frame. <laughs> but we might have a postponement. The Electoral Commission is committed to doing it within the constitutional time frame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to have to leave it at that. Thank you very much, Mr. Saimamapun, the IEC's Deputy Chief Electoral Officer. And uh, thank you very much uh, for listening as well to you at home. Happy Easter weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow we start at uh, 7. I shall see you then. Now it's uh, seven nine o'clock, actually, and it's time for the news uh, with uh, Kumbuzile Tabete.